Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. at the like in the next generation first contact is like their best movie right yeah hands down hands down their best film of the original series their best one is Wrath of Khan hands down hands down the com the you know and everybody goes oh well yeah it's because uh, you know it, it follows that even number theory not just that but if you also notice both are based on actual episodes from the series mm-hmm. and both of their second films Mm-hmm. So if that if we go by based off of that, this next Star Trek with J.J. Abrams should be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rock our fucking war. We make the Avengers look like a student film. <laughs> I know. When we sit in there, our, the front of our pants will be all wet because we just like came so many times. Yeah. After oh, the... remember the the director or whatever from Battleship was blaming Avengers for his movie sucking. Yeah, I'm blaming Avengers for everything. <laughs> Like I couldn't find my I couldn't find my khakis and I'm like fucking Avengers, dude. <laughs> I've been blaming it for everything. I'll have to do that at work, dude. <laughs> I woke up late like two days ago. Fucking my wife's like my wife's like, why did you set the alarm? And I'm like, because the fucking Avengers are too popular in the box office. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> Not fucking Avengers. And then I just storm off. <laughs> fucking Avengers. Flip the table. Yep. <laughs> Why does your movie have to be so awesome? That's what the dude from Battleship should have said. <laughs> I know. If that, huh? if that movie wasn't so amazing, then maybe my shitty movie would have did better. <laughs> why'd, you have, why'd you have to show me just how bad of a filmmaker I am? <laughs> if they would have made the Avengers like based on a board game like me. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. <laughs> Every time I hear the name of that movie, I think of those really shitty commercials from the 90s where the kids were way too excited to play Battleship. <laughs> it's like, yeah! B2, motherfucker! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I used to be a dick when I played that game. They're like, it's like, oh, you sunk my Battleship. I'd stand up and be like, Boom, bitch! <laughs> Drop a cherry bomb right on it. <laughs> 
like there's any skill involved in Battleship whatsoever. I know, it's just, um, <laughs> F3. And then and someone told me, it's like, oh, I'm really good at Battleship. It's like, that's like saying you're really good at shooting craps. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're t- it's like saying I'm really good at waking up in the morning. Oh, when you have that buddy that's trying to cheat. You know, like you got to sneak a peek and yeah, shit. You know, or he's trying to move his ship. You know, so, oh, I fucking know. hated that. <laughs> I hate it. Even when I was a little kid to now, I fucking hate when people cheat in anything that involves playing other human players. Like, you can cheat all you fucking want, a single player. But like, I fucking people, I'd be playing Battleship. This is one time it was Battleship too. I'm playing this dude from down the street, and I think I was like eight, and we're fucking. I'm like F1, and he's like, he's like, oh hit. So, oh no, I said F2, or 2-something. And then I say, okay, F1, miss. Okay, so F3, miss. So I'm like, okay, and I say the other ones, and it isn't hit. And I'm like, okay, asshole. <laughs> you can't cheat in Battleship, motherfucker. I already know that your ship is there. He's like, I didn't move it. And I'm like, I didn't claim you moved it, you guilty conscience fuck. That's exactly what I said when I was 8. I was so pissed off. I fucking tossed the game off the table and shit. Like, fuck this shit. They're like, oh, that Riley boy. That's right. <laughs> He's got a demon within him. I was fucking so pissed. I That's my attempt at an Irish accent, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it was horrible, by the way. Um, I'm wearing, wearing my, my fucking, um, I had, what was it? I think it was like a Spider-Man backpack or something. I fucking throw it on the floor and I come in. My mom's like, what's the matter with you? Cheating in damn Battleship. So mad. <laughs> then someone tried to cheat me in Candyland when I was six. Who the what fuck cheats in Candyland? How, how, how lame do you have to be to cheat at Candyland? It's like, did you not get the right color, asshole? <laughs> come on. Well, he, he picks up the card, right? And he doesn't show it. You know, you're supposed to show the damn card. Right. He just holds it and says, oh, I got a, I got a double purple. <laughs> Fuck you. Let me see the card. <laughs> I think I called him like a dookie face or something like that. I got all pissed off. Did you get the memo? You can't be a douchebag by playing Candyland. <laughs> fucking A. Candyland's supposed to be a game of fucking good times and dreams, man. <laughs> it's supposed to tarnish it with bullshit. <laughs> you fucked up Candyland, man. <laughs> You fucked it up. Great. Everyone go home. Because Randy fucked up Candyland for everyone. <laughs> What's next, asshole? You going to climb up the chutes and slide down the ladders? You piece of shit. What else are you going to do? You're going to crap on Uno? <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? Super glue the ice pieces and break the ice? You motherfucker. What are you going to do? Stick your dick in the hungry, hungry hippos? <laughs> I've done that. That's not fun. That shit hurts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. No, fuck that. I got one more. What you going to do? Leave out the wood, that one really important piece from Mousetrap, you motherfucker. <laughs> Remember, there was, I forget the piece, but there was that one piece that if you left it out, the whole trap didn't fucking work. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, the little thing that keeps the trap up. Yeah. Yes. Fucking, some jackass was losing. He'd take that little piece out when you weren't looking. <laughs> You'd hit the trap. Like, Mousetrap, motherfucker, boop. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, welcome everybody to Podcast 83. We've got some serious issues here. (laughs) Childhood issues, man. Pour vegetable oil in the spill the beans cup, you motherfucker! (laughs) 
There's so many board games when I was a kid that I flipped like a table. Just, ah! <laughs> what are you going to do? Hook the car battery up to operation? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not Monopoly money. That's a fucking peso. Fuck you. <laughs> I know there ain't much of a difference, but shit. <laughs> Leo, take euros here, bitch. <laughs> I think most stores in America would rather take Monopoly money than a peso. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Even worth the papers printed on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, with it. No, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you guys had a good 4th of July, even though it was kind of in a fucked up place this past week. On a you Wednesday. know what? Fuck it. That's delicious. You get, day, you get hump day off, dude? Come, That's pimp. Yeah, it but for it, people who got it off, yeah, <laughs> got it off, or the 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 fact that it's kind of like it it, it kind of like for me it kind of fucked up my groove, you know, it kind of fucked up my week. I was all off this week, but oh well, you know. But I did get to see Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. Um, I, I posted a review on the LazyGeeks.com, and uh, I have to. Oh, well, I was explaining that. Adam before the podcast was that I saw the complaints that people had, you know, like I saw where they were saying, Oh, it was a retread. You know, I, I saw what they were referring to, but for, but like for me, I'm, I'm one of those people that I've gotten over something that I can't change and decided to actually look at it for what it is. Um, yeah. I, do I agree that it was too early for a reboot? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's still too fresh in our minds, but, uh, for what it was, I thought it was a I thought it was a good movie. I thought Andrew Garfield was a better Spider Man than Tobey Maguire. One thing one thing real quick I want to say about Andrew Garfield that I have respect for him for, he's English, right? He didn't just learn the standard American accent. Like he learned the one from New York yeah. where Spider Man was. <laughs> I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. You know, whether he had a choice or not, I don't know, but I, I just thought that was pretty cool. He did a pretty decent accent too from the previews that I saw. Yeah, and and uh, I thought he did really well with it. I loved their the way they developed the Gwen Stacy Peter Parker relationship. They didn't make her a damsel in distress, you know. They they and, and which was kind of cool because I could kind of see Emma Stone kind of being the one saying, "I don't want to be the the Kirsten Dunn screaming." You know, kind of, yeah. you know, standing right in the middle of the fucking way, like right. moving to danger yeah. and then just standing there. <laughs> yeah. Like this going, hmm, this looks fucking weird. I better get the fuck out of here. So if it was if it was the real world, Spider-Man be like, really, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Gwen, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I'm all heated. I'm all pumped up from the board game talk. <laughs> Oh my god. But uh but yeah, overall I thought it was pretty good. You know, I, I think that a lot of it's still fanboy hatred. Um and uh It'll always be there in a comic book movie. It'll it'll yeah, it'll always be there. And uh but uh overall I thought it was I thought it was a solid movie. I mean shit, it's already what seventy five million as we as we record this podcast on a Saturday night. So it's they could have really pissed everybody off and put miles in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next one that's the next one that's the next reboot it's yeah. coming next week yeah. <laughs> spider-man 4 is going to be another reboot and it's going to be miles morales <laughs> right and you know what i would enjoy it and yeah they're going to have uh they're going to have um uh see if they did that and they put in uh donald glover 
That would be kind of cool. <laughs> I'll get too old for this shit. <laughs> Not Danny Glover. Top, I know, I know. It just popped into my head. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, my God. It's Glover. That was the whole thing. Um, oh, hey. Uh, I yes. This happened today. Uh, if you ever need to pick up cheap-ass HDMI cables, you know you never buy them in the store because... Uh-huh. For a two-footer. This fucking silly, dude. <laughs> like $64 for a two-foot HDMI cable. And what the fuck are you going to do with a two-foot HDMI cable? I have no idea. It's like You're not mounting your TV. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're going to have it hanging from the fucking roof. I know, right? But uh, I, on Amazon, SF Planet uh, sells through Amazon. And you can buy a six-foot HDMI cable for $1.62. Yeah, I got four of them for six forty-eight, no tax and free shipping. So, yeah. Speaking speaking of, uh, that's actually fucking good, man. Yeah. I remember the last time I needed an HDMI cable for my Xbox, and I chimed you up, and you were like, "Don't buy it at the store. I'll hook you up." Like fucking shady, <laughs> fall off a truck and shit. <laughs> yeah. I think at that at that time it was like what six bucks, and even that, dude, I was, yeah. and it was for like a twelve foot cable and yeah. shit. <laughs> I still have it. Oh yeah. Yeah, one of my one of my burnt out on my from my um, Xbox. Oh no, it was our Blu-ray player. Our, it burnt out, and um, so I switched it. But then I was like looking at it. I'm like, because we have a switcher, because our TV only has one HDMI port. And I was like, Bitch. yeah, I was like, damn, if if I switch one, wouldn't it be better just to switch them all? You know, and um, like then Pokemon. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at it, I'm like going, well, it's dollar sixty two. You know, I know. <laughs> it's like fuck it, I'll switch them all. And something that I conveniently forgot to put on the show notes. As usual. Yes. I um I got Dish Network on Friday. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm digging it. Um, The Hopper is cool. There's only three tuners. They could have put four. I know. You know but AT&T it's, has four. Yeah, but AT&T is only in like three cities. You know, so because I looked, I looked at I, I know, I looked at AT and T first. I was looking into that, but the, they didn't have it in my area. Doesn't matter where I fucking live, they won't have it. You probably live on the moon and they'll have it. Oh, Just, by the way, if you want to to go see all the hassle that Adam went through on this last move, go to the site and yep. check out his. Book. I fucking vented hard. It's like a book I wrote. Seriously, it's the longest post I've ever written in my life. <laughs> Little conversations. The conversation in that article are real conversation. I didn't play it up. That's what really happened. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> I know. I fucking hung up on that bitch. Um, but I'm digging it. Like it's what am I paying? Like one one thirty five a month, and I get I have a two hundred channel package with one Hopper and two Joeys, which are their you know extender boxes to the other rooms. Mm-hmm. And I have their internet, which is like twelve down, hmm. and then well, pay, their home phone. Why well, I pay one one fifty between between one fifty one sixty two HD DVRs, one HD receiver. We've got everything. Mm-hmm. That's like all the movie channels, even the sports package, which I watch on occasion. And um, yeah, for like fucking everything. That's not bad though. No, that isn't bad at all. How's how's AMC? Aww. Aww. You know what, dude? (laughs) 
fucking bullshit on 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 Dish and bullshit on AMC. Like you guys need to iron it the fuck out. Because if Walking Dead starts and I can't watch it, somebody's getting fucking slapped. And Comic Book Man, and, right? Yeah. <laughs> Although Comic Book Man, I won't miss too much because it's really just an auction show. Really, you know? There's some like I, there's some funny bits. Like when they went to the fucking swap meet, dude. That was funny, dude. Hey, that dude, that dude with the beard and shit. I would have just knocked him the fuck out. Oh, I know. Like he's a little too much of a dick. Like it was funny at first, and then at the swap meet, I was like, someone needs to knock this dude the fuck out. Like there's multiple tables that need to be flipped. Well, if you if, if you um if you actually listen to uh the Smodcast, they talk to um uh, that guy Brian. And find out why he kind of was the way he was in that season. He was why? he was hopped up on painkillers. Oh, well, okay. And uh, so yeah, he was like, yes, he was he was not. There's being a dick, and then there's like, and there's just being. We're a gonna dick. fuck you up in a minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you always have that one guy. You know, yeah. That's like okay. You know what? <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Where they where they grab like the top of their nose and go, you know what, dude. I'm I'm just I'm getting to the point where I just want to punch you in the dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hopped up on pain. That's not an excuse. <laughs> oh man. No, but um, yeah. So I'm sure AMC will come back. It's too big of a network for them not to iron something out. It's not G4. <laughs> <laughs> People will actually miss AMC. Because <laughs> because I remember my wife was like, oh, we got this. So because we were gonna get Directv. But my credit is uh, <laughs> not all that great. <laughs> so DirecTV was like, you need to pay X amount for a deposit. And I was like, yeah, that ain't going to happen, homie. <laughs> so um, I went to Dish. But she's like, oh, we have G4 now. I'm like, yeah, fucking all they have is Attack of Show, and that show sucks now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kevin's not on there anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, real quick, mm-hmm. DirecTV. So I don't know if they do this where you're at, but in Arizona, almost every Walmart I go to. There's um there's like two booths like little tables set up and one has a Cox representative there Cox Communications a cable company here and then another one has a Direct TV and literally I always think they're gonna have like a gang war but they're you know you can set up your whole service there so I'm yeah, talking yeah. I'm telling you dude <laughs> and then the, the dude so I talked to the Cox person <laughs> and yeah you did she she alerts oh, me to oh she alerts me to uh my apartment complex isn't wired for cable and I can only get satellite so I said oh that's great mm-hmm. so I went to um direct TV so I'm like I mentioned G4 I didn't say it was a problem I was just like yeah I used to watch G4 and I know you guys don't have it and he's like oh yeah but we have something better to replace it and I'm like okay and he's like yeah we have GSN. Which is the game show game? network? And he says gaming network. I'm like, oh yeah, what kind of? Sh- what? And my wife is is sitting there interested. She doesn't know what GSN is. And uh, he goes, yeah, it's a freaking awesome show. I'm like, well, what kind of shows do they have on there? He's like, oh, all the same stuff that G4 used to have. And blah blah. blah. And I'm like, dude, you do realize that I know that it's the game show network, right? That it just runs reruns of The Price Is Right from the 80s and shit. <laughs> And, and I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me with that look like shit. Yeah. And like, and I go, real quick, what? Just out of my curiosity, what about the look on my face made you think that I was a complete fucking retard? Yeah. Like, if you, if I know you guys don't have G4, I know you don't have anything to counter that. Because there is nothing to counter. Yeah. 
G4 doesn't even count a G4 nowadays. <laughs> but so I got mad, and, I, and that's that's why I actually didn't find out about the deposit room because I fucking bounced. And that's not that's not Directv. That's, that's that dude. That's that dude. Yeah. You know, being too fucking too heated about his little job. Right. You know, but but um, yeah, I told him I'm like, you're kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <Walked> away. <laughs> I actually didn't put that in the uh, article. Yeah. But um. Might want yeah. to edit that bitch. <laughs> By the way, this motherfucker. <laughs> and then he stole the critical piece from that fucking mousetrap game. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Slide down the ladders and climb up the chutes. That was funny. I'm going to applaud myself. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I think it's time we uh, jump into some news real quick. Uh,. So, Marvel. If you, I'm not sure if you guys, if many of you have heard, I'm sure you probably have with the media push. Marvel is after Marvel is expanding their Marvel now. Last week we reported on a rumor that uh, there was going to be a shakeup creatively on the Marvel side. Well, they announced earlier this week that Marvel was going to there was going to be ramifications from the current year's events, Avenger versus X Men. Since then, Marvel has been. Um, hearing from people in the blogosphere comparing it to what DC had done last year with their Flashpoint and the eventual New 52. On Thursday, Marvel decided to make it clear what the new Marvel Now program was going to be and what it wasn't. Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonso made it clear by saying, quote, this isn't a reboot or a reimagining. Marvel Now is looking about is all about looking forward, building on our rich history of great stories and delivering new ideas. End quote. The fact that the universe is stemmed from what happens in the big X-Men vs. Avengers showdown differentiates, differentiates itself from what DC did last year with their entire reboot. Uh, in essence, what they're doing is is that... What did I, oh, actually I actually have another quote here. Woohoo! Uh, we brought fans the biggest comic book event imaginable with Avengers vs. X-Men. And now we're taking the Marvel Universe to an exciting new place, beginning with Uncanny Avengers number one, said uh, Tom Brevoort. Uh, he's the chief exec, uh, executive editor, Marvel Entertainment. Uh, if you're a longtime fan, all the stories you have... Um, you read will give you more of an enjoyment of what's happening now. We're not abandoning our past, but if it's but if you're a new reader, this is where you're going to want to learn why Marvel comics are unlike anything else you've read. No other and no other character and no character is left unaffected by Marvel now. So basically, what they're doing is is some of the issues will there'll be new comics, which what ha- is which is like what happened after Civil War, um, but also to like any. In any uh, major event, they're also going to use this as a starting off point because I don't know uh, if you guys remember, but a couple of podcasts back, Adam was saying that like he wanted to get back into Marvel. But when you see like Iron Man at issue 563 (laughs) and, you know, things like that, it's kind of hard to pick up from there. So what they're going to do is they're also going to be doing some of a number scheme in certain issues, going back to one or just straight up starting a new one it's going to begin in october when marvel launches uncanny avengers number one which will have rick remender writing and john cassidy as the series artist the series will have the avengers and x-men joining forces to face quote the greatest challenge their team has ever faced one so devastating that neither can afford to do it alone end quote there should be a lot of tension on the team as they have to coexist and still and still have issues from the 
AVX series, much like the Civil War event. Uh, November will be an all-new X-Men number one, which will have the original five uh, X-Men coming forward in time and seeing what the world has in store for them, and they don't like it. Apparently, they, Bendis is taking this one over, and he's saying it's kind of like a Pleasantville kind of thing, but it's not going to focus so much on the time travel. It's probably the weakest of the the titles that I'm looking at. Um, in November, Jonathan Hickman is teaming up with Jerome Opena for Avengers number one, and in December, he's doing New Avengers number one. So we can probably definitely – this is pro- a start. It's supposed to continue on until February of 20, uh, 2013 if we survive because, um, you know, 2012! 2012! <laughs> But we should probably hear more about this with Comic-Con this week. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely, definitely be hearing more about that. Yes, they talk about more than movies at Comic-Con, folks. Yeah. It's right there in the title. <laughs> so, uh, Okay. So Nintendo will be getting the jump on Sony and Microsoft this holiday season by releasing the Wii U first. Or the even though, Xbox 360. Oh, even though that's pretty great for Nintendo... Microsoft's Phil Spencer says the Wii U is on par with current generation consoles, not next generation material. Quote, I think their pro controller makes a lot of sense with the platform they've built. They're building a platform that is effectively a 360 when you think of graphical capability. End quote. For those that may be residing under a rock, the Wii U controller has a screen in the middle of it, which Nintendo plans to use for their titles. At some point, <laughs> the controller will. The controller also features gyro control capabilities, something Sony has had for a while with the PS3 controller. Um, Spencer also spoke about Nintendo's plans to port older titles to the Wii U that are already on the 360. Quote: Now they are really making an on-ramp for the back catalog of games that are on the 360. It is easy for those games to move over to the Wii U. They've moved the buttons around. And they've made a controller that feels familiar to 360 gamers. So I get why they're putting the, those pieces together, he said. Talk of the Wii U's, uh, end quote, talk of the Wii U's current generation technology um, has been floating around since the system's announcement. Spencer's direct comparison with the 360 is interesting and an ob- obvious shot at Nintendo. Sony Worldwide Studio Studios chief Shunei Yoshida said the Wii U has, was in a generation of its own. Um, obviously, that's only because it's being released at a weird time. Um, I mean, this is more of the same. I just thought it was funny because Phil Spencer started saying shit. <laughs> uh, it's an obvious, like, really professional way to say your shit is whack. <laughs> so I just thought that was kind of funny. For those of you that didn't get it, it's called a burn Yeah. Um Neos Foreign yeah. has been sent to Japan, <laughs> to, to Nintendo. The, the thing was, it's funny that I had mentioned uh, this to Adam before we started the podcast, was I thought it was funny because last week when we talked about it, when we talked about the Wii U being capable of being similar to the Xbox 360, and we're like going, yeah, that's awesome, you're just as good as the systems we currently have. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that a week later, so maybe they listen to us. So basically, they're just confirming what we already said. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you need to listen to us. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it seems that the European Union's version of SOPA has finally met its end for now. On Independence Day, the European Union has decided to overwhelmingly reject the Anti-Counterfeit Trade Agreement, also known as ACTA, 
The vote had 478 against, while only 39 voted in favor, and 146 abstained. Uh, what does this mean for the bill? Well, in its current form, the bill cannot be ratified, but non-EU members can elect to try and reshape the law around treaty mandates. However, since the law wasn't ratified by the EU, it loses most of its teeth and isn't expected to see any further progress on the law, but don't think this is the end. EU Trade Commissioner Carl de Gouche hinted in a speech that if the treaty isn't ratified this go-around, he could reintroduce the bill in the next parliament in 2015. Many in the blogosphere claimed that this was the EU's version of SOPA, but it went further than the United States version. However, many of those controversial elements have since been removed or watered down. While the trade agreement was vehemently supported by the Motion Picture Association of America and the Recording Industry Association of America, what a shock, uh... It and many uh, and many other corporations and companies were against it because it put it pushed past simply pirating music and movies. The agreement expanded to cover patents, counterfeit goods, and intellectual properties. In some instances, generic brands of medicine would fall victim to ACTA and would force people within these countries to only purchase name brand medicine, which could definitely become a burden on consumers. However, since uh, since it is an agreement, many countries outside the EU would take part in the bill and choose which elements to enforce and expand upon, and yes, the United States was one of those countries. While many of the harsher elements had been removed, the bill still managed to lose a lot of its teeth and the negative stigma against the bill never truly waned. As one Forbes commenter said, quote, like vampires, these laws tend to die off once they see the light of day. It really forces legislators to look at the actual civil liberties and proves that citizens do still have a say. Yes. Fight America. Power. <laughs> Hashtag that's America. Not, that's not even America. That's America. <laughs> America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I, I, on the uh, uh, 4th of July, I posted a picture that had a – it said America and it had the force from uh, Team America on there. I was like, yeah. Yes. Real quick, a picture I saw on the 4th on Facebook. It was a dude in a, a sleeveless shirt that said um, USA on it. And on the top it says, so I told the teacher I says. And then at the bottom it says, the only three letters I need to know is U-S and A. <laughs> yeah, that's America Post. <laughs> Just thought that was funny. That is funny. <laughs> so, what isn't funny? Because it's serious news. Recently, as in earlier last week, we reported that the new Sony streaming player was going to support OnLive and its related controller. Recent news of Sony's purchase of the game streaming service Gaikai has changed that, obviously. Sony has recently acquired Gaikai, the leading competitor of OnLive for the game streaming crowd. Sony confirmed to VentureBeat that they will no longer be including OnLive support in any upcoming device due to that purchase. It's still not clear if Sony will be adding Gaikai support to their upcoming player in the future, but I think it's a safe bet that if they wanted to do it with OnLive, then they'll do it with Gaikai. I think Sony's purchase of Gaikai is going to make things interesting not only for Sony streaming devices, but the PS3 as well, which is also a Sony streaming device. Um, Yeah, I've been really thinking of the possibilities of that purchase. Right? Because Sony's always wanted to get into streaming more. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking that if they add Gaikai to like... I think that it might be in a negative respect. If they add Gaikai to the PlayStation Network, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make the PlayStation Network cost money. 
Yeah. Like, because they're going to lean more towards it, and then, you know, the free version is going to kind of be kind of lame. But, um, I think it's interesting. You mean, like, Xbox Live? Yeah. Yeah. My Xbox Live, uh, my Xbox Live account expired two days ago. Yeah, mine... I, I shrugged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, mine expired, I think, back in April, and I was like, meh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because now, I don't have a Connect. And when you don't have a Connect or don't want to use a Connect, the menus in the Xbox are just atrocious. <laughs> They're just annoying as hell. They look like Windows 8. Yeah. And they're just, just as annoying. <laughs> well, for those of you that have either AT&T, U-verse, or Dish Network, probably woke up... Uh, on July first, July first, to find those channels off the air, as a resolution to con um, to the contract was never reached, AMC is ris- was is risking the chance of losing some 18 million AMC subscribers. Bloomberg was reporting that AMC will have their channels removed at 11:59 this past Saturday night, so, uh, or two Saturday nights ago. Deadline was reporting that AMC was actively pursuing a new contract with AT&T and stated their, quote, ongoing discussions with AT&T U-verse about a new agreement are distinctly different, end quote, from AMC's battle with Dish Network. According to the Post, it seems that the dispute between AT&T and AMC is over pricing. However, during the day on Sunday, AT&T and AMC struck a deal and will continue broadcasting, but no details were revealed. AMC went on the offensive and is still claiming that their dispute with Dish is related to a lawsuit between Dish um, between AC, AMC and Dish. So at midnight early Sunday morning, Dish dropped AMC, IFC, Sundance, and We from their lineup and will be replacing it with some alternate programming. AMC claims that Dish hasn't quote discussed rates at, with us at all end quote while Dish is using their new pricing scheme as a reason for the non-agreement. When it comes to disputes, I always used to see. Um, it always uses the idea that cable providers are trying to deprive their customers of content they wish to see, yet customers complain about the high prices of having cable. These types of things go hand in hand, yet the customer's bill isn't the main issue, and it never was. Many people who don't buy into their on-air propaganda know it. Cable providers don't like to pay high licensing fees to any network, which usually means it'll cut into their profit margin. Networks feel that since they offer high high viewer rated content people will worry about missing their show than the bill usually the new agreement bill doesn't show up for several months only then does the customer complain over the bill increase the same thing happened with fx and direct tv people hounded direct tv to settle the dispute so they don't miss an episode of sons of anarchy or the league which led to a higher package price for carriage of those channels to anyone who thinks the cable providers can burden some of the cost is delusional, these pro- these providers are there to make money while providing a service. No one does it for free. Yet networks use shows like Mad Men, American Idol, The Walking Dead, and high-profile channels like FX, Comedy Central, and AMC to force us to pay higher premiums is unfair. However, it is a double-edged sword. If we found alternative ways to view these programs, then the network would lose their audience and these shows could end up being canceled. Personally... I think it's time we take back what we pay. Everyone likes hot dogs, but no one ever wants to know how it's made. Word to your mother. Yeah, I just I, like I said, I just got dish, and then was quickly reminded that I don't have AMC. Mm-hmm. So I was like, <laughs> God damn it! Was it by me? Was it that text that I sent? It was. It yes. was. Yes. Because yeah, we were we were discussing because I'm trying to set up my DVR stuff, and then I I realized, oh wait, I'm in the dead zone because nothing is. 
there's no new episodes of anything right now yeah. on normal, you know, A, B, C and shit like that. So <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, and then there's this, oh yeah, and then Walking Dead. Oh wait, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's not that big of a deal, you know, whatever. Um, do you know if they're close to uh, some of that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that. It's like, oh, it's not a big deal. But also, it's like, you think they're gonna be able to solve that? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I dig The Walking Dead, and like, it's on Netflix, but only the first season. Yeah. The first six episodes. I know. Yeah, I know the six season episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh man, bitches, bitches. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? Bitches be bitches. That that was my eloquent <laughs> response to the AMC and Dish uh, battle, and I think it sums it up. Yeah. So it seems that the more games that come out, the more demanding the hard drive space requirements. Uh, one series that holds true to this trend is Halo. Uh, fucking Halo. Every time a new Halo comes out, it's like we need more and more space. Like for what? What the fuck are you doing? You need your own server for Halo. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> Halo Four will require quote at least an eight gigabyte USB flash drive or an Xbox 360 hard drive to um, end quote to enjoy the game's multiplayer content. Xbox.com added that the hard drive option is highly recommended if you're looking for an optimal experience. Um, Microsoft, in a statement to Joystick, added, quote, Halo 4 will offer an optimal experience if played using a hard drive, but will deliver a visually impressive and immersive gameplay experience whether you use a hard drive or flash storage device. So I'm not exactly... What's optimal about it, that that you can't rip the hard drive out as easily as you can the flash drive? (laughs) Stupid. Um, All multiplayer modes will require the additional space. Specifically, quote, the multiplayer modes... I love this because I wrote this, and then the quote reiterates what I said, and I said, fuck it, just left it there. <laughs> Quote, the, the multiplayer modes the storage requirement applies to encompasses all Xbox Live-enabled modes. What multiplayer modes aren't Xbox Live-enabled? <laughs> I guess, like, if you're playing split-screen and shit. Maybe, whatever, but... Yeah. Maybe, because there's probably leaderboards for that, too. Yeah. It's not entirely said why the additional space is required, though, but it's a safe. It's safe to say that the multiplayer modes will have added features that we're not used to seeing in Halo series. In the Halo series. Now, that's me be- with wishful thinking. I'm really hoping it's something new. If it's just the same old thing... <laughs> I'm going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> um, to be honest, most of, most that own an Xbox 360 already have a hard drive, and those that don't wish they did, so it shouldn't be too much of a shock. Um, yeah, so I mean, I just thought it was funny. I was like, why do you need 8 gigabytes of space? Uh, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it well, you know how you said optimal? I kept thinking when you kept saying optimal, I kept thinking of like Crisis 2. Like, oh, yeah. for, like the PC. For optimal, you need to have the best shit ever made. <laughs> you need to have a fucking computer made by NASA. <laughs> and even then, you know. <laughs> but see, the thing that they trips me out is, it, instantly I thought it was for graphics. You know, which I was fine with, because that makes sense. But then they're, they're saying, they're hinting towards, through the quote, that you're still going to get a visually, what did they say? Visually impressive and immersive gameplay experience. Which either is saying the shitty version still looks good, or that the graphics aren't going to change whether you use the flash drive or the fucking hard drive. Actually, no, because it probably is graphics. See, I think the only difference between the flash drive and the hard drive is literally the flash drive can fall out. That's really the only difference. But 
and the hard drive is probably faster and all that bullshit. Well, yeah, because it 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 automatically accesses that when it boots up, and as opposed to the flash drive where it has to access that. And then if the flash drive gets corrupted, you're fucked. Who doesn't have a hard drive in their Xbox these days? The ar- well, the arcades have like the what is it, the one gig or something like that. Who bought the arcade version. Somebody <laughs> who didn't know better. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody bought it for their kids, and their kids are like. Fucking mom! No, the the ones I got that are the ones that are like, dude, it's like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, hell yeah! And they, then, they fist pumped the whole way home yeah. <laughs> until they hooked it up and went, wow, I can't do anything. Yeah, well, let's download. I don't have enough memory. What the fuck? Motherfucker! <laughs> Stupid. Oh man. All I, right. saw an, I saw an arcade version on the shelf a couple of days ago. Jeez. Oh, I was like, what the hell is that doing there? Yeah. It's like you just want to knock it off the shelf just because, you know. You put that under glass, file it under failed attempts. Just like <laughs> fucking right next to it will be the uh, that PSP, the flip, the PSP Go, <laughs> and the Pippin, which I love to reference. You I love like, referencing I that. love referencing the Pippin because nobody knows what it is. Oh, man. All right, well, really quickly, I think we'll jump into some new releases. This week on DVD, some of the highlights are some classic Doctor Who's, Death of the Do- Death to Daleks, and the Crotons. And American U- Reunion is coming out on DVD this week. Uh, streaming on Netflix, tons of shit coming out on Netflix is streaming. Uh, some of the highlights are The Devil's Double, which I actually review. It's actually a good movie. It's about um, this soldier who was... Uh, Kidnapped by Saddam and uh, made to be the body double for his son, Uday. Good movie. Good movie. Uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Boys in the Hood. (laughs) Boys in the Hood are always hard. Over Uh, the top gangsters. Oh, yeah. Like, like if you want want to see some thugs that are just trying too hard, (laughs) Boys in the Hood is the one to watch. Uh, Johnny Depp movie, Donnie Brasco. Which is the shit. Yeah, that is the shit. Michael Madsen, uh, Al Pacino, before he got into the hoo You know? Uh, classic Patrick Swayze, Red Dawn. Yes. I mean, that. I mean that's just it right there. All you have yes. to say is Patrick Swayze, that's it. And uh, old movie, if you haven't seen it, very, very interesting movie. It's called Taps. and actually stars a young Timothy Hutton, Tom Cruise, and Sean Penn. And they all uh, were... Uh, they all were, uh, uh, what do you call it, military students, and uh, this they were going to shut down this military school. They um, barricaded themselves and, and took it under control. It, it's, a, it's a pretty pretty cool movie. I liked it a lot. What do we got for... <sighs> Not much going on on my side of the fence. Um, NCAA Football 13 comes out this week. I always like the NCAA version. And the college games for football and basketball for me are always better. Yeah. I, I don't know why. They're just – even watching them on TV sometimes is just better. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, that I put – because that's a big title. I, I know a lot of people are going to be fucking waiting at the at the door to get that one. Right. Um, and then I put D- DC Comics in general just because if you haven't checked out the new stuff yet, I mean we're, they, we're at like issue 12 this month. Um, they're, they're wrapping up some smaller storylines and going into new ones. And I mean, you really need to check. I mean, uh, some of the key ones, Detective Comics is the, is the shit. Um, I still like Suicide Squad. Once you read, know what I mean. Uh, I'm reading. Well, I've got over here, which are actually pretty cool comics. I've got uh, Justice League Dark. I really like. 
uh, as well as regular Justice League. Regular Justice uh, League. If you're not reading that, something's wrong with it. Yeah, you, you, what you doing? What are you doing? No, that seriously is one of one of the best written comic books right yeah. now that yeah. I'm, I'm reading. Yeah. Um, I think – what else do I uh, – we got reading from over there. Um, I think – I know because I've gotten – Oh yeah, Earth Two and um and World's Finest—they're actually pretty solid. Yeah. I'm liking those over here. You can avoid Dial H. <laughs> yeah. Um, what other ones can you avoid? Uh, Dial H. Um. Uh, what is it? Uh, fuck, I can't remember the one. Oh, it was on last week. It's the um uh arc. Fuck, it's the All Star Western. All Star mm. Western is kind of hit and miss. Um, it's with uh, it, it, it's 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 a it's kind of cool, but at the same time, I think sometimes the story just doesn't quite get me. Yeah, like I think no no new DC book other than Dial H, I dislike. It's just I might not be into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right. like Wonder Woman, I I'm just not into it. You know what I mean? But because right. um, I'm sexist, I don't fucking want to see that shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but they're all quality. I mean, if you haven't checked them out yet, you, you need to uh, get on that. Oh, and they just started releasing the um, trades for the the older issues. Oh, so yeah. You, from You C- can hop on in. Yeah, Justice League. I mean, if if you're a comic book fan you haven't read the new Justice League, you need to get on it. Yeah. Because that, that thing's blowing my mind. I'm really into Detective, too. Or if you, if you really want to do it, I mean, I know they have – either they have or they're coming out with one. I remember they were doing it. was a trade of all new – all 52 issue ones. Yeah, that so, already came out. That was yeah. expensive. Too. Yeah, I know. That's if, that's if you really want to jump to it. But all right, let's dip into some uh, comic releases. Speaking of DC Comics, uh, this week we have American Vampire Lord of Nightmares 2 of 5, um, Batgirl 11, Batman 11, Batman and Robin 11, Batman Arkham Unhinged number 4, Before Watchmen Minutemen number 2, uh, Deathstroke 11, Demon Knights 11, Frankenstein Agent of Shade 11, Green Lantern the Animated Series 4, Grifter 11, Legion Lost 11, Punk Rock Jesus 1 of 6. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but it sounds awesome. Um, Ravengers 3, Resurrection Man 11, Saucer Country 5, Shade 10 of 12, Suicide Squad 11, Swamp Thing 11. All right, on Marvel's side, we've got Ant-Man Season 1. That's the trade of uh, the modernized origin stories. Uh, Ant-Man's coming out this week. Uh, Avengers Assemble, number 5. Avenging Spider-Man, number 9. AVX Versus, number 4 of 6. Captain America, 14. Dark Avengers, number 177. Defenders 8, Fantastic Four Annual 33, Marvel Universe, The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, number 4, New Avengers 28, New Mutants, number 45, Scarlet Spider, 7, Space Punisher, 1 of 4. It's Punisher in space. That's all you need to know. That's That's it. That's all you need. It's right there. (laughs) How many guns can he shoot on a spaceship? I know, right? Before that shit goes south. Uh, another uh, a cool miniseries, Spider-Man number three, uh, a five. Definitely got to check that one out. Uh, Takio number two, Ultimate Comics X-Men fourteen, Uncanny X-Force twenty-seven, Venom twenty, Wolverine and the X-Men number thirteen. Oh yeah, and then boom, we have Seven Warriors trade paperback, and Adventure Time Marceline and the Scream Queens number one. And it's sad that I know exactly what that means. <laughs> 
On uh, Dark Horse, we've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 9, number 11. Conan the Barbarian, number 6. Creepy Comics, number 9. Eerie Comics, number 1. <laughs> Massive, number 2. Uh, Star Wars, Night Errant, Escape, number 2 of 5. And Strain, 6 of 12. And in Dynamite this week, Dynamite. we have... Motherfucker, I knew it. <laughs> I got to. <laughs> Garth in- Garth Innes, Innes's Jennifer Blood, 14. Uh, George R.R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones, number 6. Kirby Genesis, 8. Uh, Lone Ranger, Snake of Iron, 1. Panth- Panther. It just sounds like they didn't want to spell Panther, yeah. right? Panther, 2. Patricia Briggs's uh, Alpha and Omega Cry Wolf, Volume 1, number 8. And Queen Sonya number thirty. Oh, by the way, this coming Sunday, I'm I'm talking since this airs on Monday, so the the, the following Sunday, right? Black Dynamite premieres on Adult Swim. Oh yes, yes, and I can watch it now. Yeah, yeah. So that on my DVR. Yeah, you gotta be watching that. Yeah. Um, IDW Battle Beasts number one of four. Crow number one. Yeah. Uh, G.I. Joe 15, Smoke and Mirrors 4 of 5, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Color Classics number 3, Transformers Regeneration 1 number 81. For those of you that were fans of the old Marvel series, the old series of Transformers ended at 80. 81 Regeneration 1 is actually a continuation of that 15-year-old storyline. That they're going to they're gonna continue with that and finish it at, a, at um, issue 100. So definitely, you want to see it pick up again. Got to get that. And an image this week, Bulletproof Coffin dis- Disinterred, yeah. 6 of 6. Choose Secret Agent po- Poyo, <laughs> number 1. <laughs> it's a one-shot. Uh, Dancer, number 3. Hoax Hunter, 1. Little Depressed Boy, number 12. Uh, Peter Panzerfoss, number 5. Planetoid, number 2. Revival, number 1. Walking Dead, number 100. And Youngblood, number 72. All right, if you want to see the complete list of new releases, check out the website, LazyGeeks.com, every Sunday for movies, DVD, video games, Netflix streaming, and comics. And more! (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, this week, given that it was a holiday, it was a little weird because there wasn't, like, one major story kind of taking over, or at least one that I cared about, and... And Adam, <laughs> yes, but because uh, we both decide on, we both like, you know come up with it. Hey, you want to talk about this? Yeah, sure, all right. We didn't really have that this week, so what we decided to do instead of doing what we normally do in the the random roundtable, we kind of decided to do that for our main topic is to talk about some of the smaller stories that I thought there were a lot of small stories that I thought we could address, but they weren't enough to kind of like give all the news on. Um, like one of the things that came out this, <laughs> yes. Xbox Live did go down yesterday, or Friday, uh, about 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you might have experienced some difficulties, and it went down for about five hours. And at, once it went down, complaints started flooding Twitter, as they do. As uh, they do. Because <laughs> Twitter's always up. Yeah, because Twitter's always up, and you know when something happens, it always goes to Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Um the yes so if you had problems in the morning yes it went down it's back up again but life continued on it was really weird how that happened yeah um but i thought it was 2012 i thought it was done yeah i, <laughs> I threw it down and just went okay it's over it's one thing for the sony network to go down yeah. but xbox live <laughs> uh yeah i know right yeah you know what's funny is xbox live went down a day after mine expired and i'm like i'm sorry guys i must have <laughs> fucked it up yeah you fucked up the system. should have paid my bill <laughs> 
<laughs> in a quote from uh, from uh, Microsoft, quote, Xbox Live was experiencing temporary service issues with signing on to Xbox Live from the Xbox 360 console and Xbox.com. Our engineer teams worked quickly to fix the problem, and the service is online and fully operational. Yeah, they were pretty fast. Yeah, it was five hours. I mean, yeah. if, if you have to consider five hours as a fast enough, given how long the PlayStation Network was down... <laughs> Five hours. You can't, but if the real thing is, if you can't find something to do in five hours other than play the Xbox, something's wrong with you. If you don't have another way to access Netflix as a as as opposed to going through Xbox Live, something's really wrong with you. It's, it's really wrong with you. My toaster gets Netflix at this point. <laughs> Jeez. But I have one of those floor four slot toasters, so you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's no big deal. It's just you know. <laughs> and if it's bagels and shit, but you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> comes out all red <laughs> right <laughs> it's Cylon toast you know whatever <laughs> anyway um, one thing that I thought was cool was um, Disney who owns Club Penguin which is like an online virtual world for kids why did it um, sound like a strip club because <laughs> it is no, we I'm should kidding. open one we should open a strip club call it Club Penguin that actually makes perfect sense for it my does. story because um <laughs> Shortly after Habbo Hotel, which is a separate online community um, that is not owned by Disney, was dubbed a pedophile haven <laughs> by a news network. Um, basically, there was no real security um, in Habbo Heaven, and I guess pedophiles are just trying to get kids to meet them in real life, and it's just bad. It's just like AOL chat rooms all over again. It's just a bad situation. Um, so... You know, it's got parents kind of skittish, stuff like that. Don't blame them. Um, got me, Kyle's like, hey, get off that fucking computer. <laughs> what's going on? Um, so Disney's but let responding. Me on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> let me see what's going on. Um, Disney. <laughs> so, so being that Disney, and I expected Disney to do something because Cl- Club Penguin is the biggest um, online community for children. Right. So um, they've, they've decided to go forth with an um, ad campaign. Um, centered around Club Penguin, so they'll have like little penguins and shit uh, about yeah, I know <laughs> about safety, about safety online. Um, who was the chick? Uh, Club Club Penguin co-founder, co-founder, <laughs> co-founder, and Disney executive vice president Lane Merrifield. Um, she said, "Education is the final piece of the puzzle in terms of kids' safety online. As an industry, I think we can't help teach kids the lessons." that they need to become responsible digital citizens. Now, one of my children does play Club Penguin. I'll tell you what, that place is locked up. <laughs> like, they had to send me an email and, and all types of bullshit. Um, you, but know I think, the, you know who the other co-founder was? Was the creepy dude for, with the panel van. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that, in turn, is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but I think it's cool at Disney. One, Disney – people listen to Disney yeah. in America. if if disney says something about kids everyone's like what um i also think it's cool that they're focusing more on educating children about online safety and not educating parents about online safety if you're a parent and you're letting your kid online without knowing about it you're a fucking moron for more reasons than that (laughs) um so i think it's really cool that we're getting to that stage in human development that the internet is so a part of these kids lives that because I do, I mean, I tell my kids all the time, you got to be safe, don't move your name out, you know, this stuff of like that. But there's a lot of parents that don't do that, yeah. So I think that's real cool that Disney's stepping forth and they want to um, 
Well, yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean, they're saving their own ass, too. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean but, yeah, but, but Dis- still. Disney should be on top of it. I mean, Disney should always be on top, top of, of it. it. Yeah. I mean, not on top of the children yeah. because <laughs> that's what Habo Hotel was doing. Yeah. And Habo Hotel was weak anyway. I don't know why anybody would play that. Well, you know, speaking of somebody who wasn't on top of it. Oh, Apple. Motherfucker. Yeah, this week, uh, if you had uh, some problems with some updates on your apps this week, uh, yeah, that was because you got some uh, corrupted updates, which came from Apple. Uh, and it affected some, I believe it was like 114 apps, including Max Payne Mobile, Angry Birds in Space, and Huffington. Uh, Angry Birds? Yeah, I know. Fuck, Angry Birds. I probably had so many people pissed off. Uh, Instapaper developer Mark Arment was the first to raise the issue and claim that the problem wasn't with them, but it was actually coming from Apple. Uh, Apple, in true fashion, actually sent an uh, an email to the developers acknowledging that, yeah, we do have a problem and we have a team working on it. Uh, But as of late Thursday, finally they... Apple released a statement saying that they resolved the issue. Quote, we've had temporary issues that began yesterday with the server that generated DRM code for some apps being downloaded. It affects only a small number of users. The issue has been rectified and we don't expect the error to occur again. I always love when they use a small number of users. That's yeah. always my favorite because it's like at and Oh, well, we're throttling you, but it's only going to affect the top 3%. And it's like, the 3% of what? <laughs> you know? 3% of their ass. Yeah. You know, they're talking about. I know. It's like, but, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, it, this in this usual way, app, it, with Apple saying it affects small number of users, it's usually Apple's way of, like, saying, hey, yeah, no, you know what? Those Apple haters, they're the ones that are making this news, you know, all big and, you know, and it, it but in fact, it was the developers that said, no, it's not our shit, it's yours. Darn. <laughs> All right, so my next one's pretty short, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, (laughs) Sony loves to release new models of the same system. As a matter of fact, so does Microsoft and Nintendo, but we'll focus on Sony for a moment. Uh, Even though the PS3 Slim isn't all that old, a new filing with the Federal Communications Commission uh, suggests a brand new model of the PS3 is on its way. What? The The Slimmer? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Sony to name it something stupid like that. Um, <laughs> so NeoGaf found the filing reference referencing a new 4000 series. They the CECH dash 401X could be an even smaller and slimmer version of the PS3. A lot of talk has been floating around that Sony is currently working on the PS4, since it's safe to assume that Sony can work on two things at once. <laughs> a, cheaper P- a cheaper PS3 could get people could get people who haven't bought the system yet to pick it up before the PS4 comes out. I added that little joke, but being serious, because when I heard this news, all the comments were like, um, yeah, but they're working on the PS4. Like, what the hell? They're not the mom and pop corner store down the street. Yeah. You know, they can work on multiple things. Yeah, yeah they, they do work on multiple things. They don't have like eight people there. Yeah, they have like just one dude. Yeah, just one with dude. a beard and shit. You know, <laughs> he's the got, soul man that made the PS3. He's got the PS4 on the side and he's looking at the 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 slim and he's like, man, I wish we could make that slimmer. No, it's just like they've got teams of developers yes. working on this stuff. It's going to be the PS3 anorexic. <laughs> <laughs> so rumor has it that Sony may announce the new PS3 model at Gamescom next month. 
uh, in Germany. We'll just have to wait and see if that's the case. So, I mean, if they come out with a new version, that's great. I really don't give a shit because I already have a PS3. Um, not and with I'm not, you. Huh? Not with you. With me right now. Yeah, I have it. It's my house. Oh, I thought you left it in L.A. Man, I got that shit. Uh, you know, this stuff was a priority, dude. <laughs> okay. I wanted to make sure that you got your shit was really together. Right. <laughs> I didn't have it for a little bit. And then when my wife came down, she didn't bring it. And I, we had a firm conversation. <laughs> and she went she went back to go visit her mom. And that PS3 was the first thing that came out the car when she came back. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? You grab it. You're like, yeah, uh, yeah, welcome back, honey. You're running back into that. That's right. And she's like, well, you have your Xbox. I'm like, yeah, I don't have my PS3. <laughs> Thing was 300 bucks. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, well, if you're heading out to Comic-Con this week, while Comic-Con is officially begins uh, this coming Wednesday, Lionsgate is planning to start it off with a huge event. Lionsgate's planning a special Comic-Con screening of the film Dread. Yes, the Judge Dredd movie for the first day of the con. One of the huge pluses of the screening is that it will be introduced by Carl Urban, so Judge Dredd himself. The screening is set for Reading Cinema's Gas Lamp, uh, which is down the street from the con. The address is 2105 Fifth Avenue, San Diego at 10 p.m. Now, the screening is first come, first serve, but there are a few sites that are offering giveaways to the screening. If you wish to attend, be sure to get there early because there will be a long line for it. I am sure that people are expecting the film to be bad, but how can you pass up a free screening? So, You can't, really. Yeah, you really can't. Unless it's one of those slimy motherfuckers that are trying to pass it out. It's not... It's like not a good movie, and then they try to con you into shit. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so my last little bit of news would be uh, Final Fantasy VII is, for a lot of people, the greatest MMO they have ever played. Or not MMO, I'm sorry, RPG they have ever played. Oh. Um, I put MMO in the article. I'm sorry. Wow. And I'm surprised the comments aren't raging. <laughs> Because no one reads my shit anyway, so it doesn't really matter. You know, people are flipping tables as they're reading it, right? Yeah, now. I know. They flip um, the table with the computer, so they couldn't, put, <laughs> they couldn't comment on there. So sure, it's a bit out of date now, but back when it was when it was too busy blowing people away, back back in the day it was too yeah. busy blowing people away to worry about your judgment calls now. Um, now news has come out that the game will be re-released on PC. Now I want to stress re-release. Because a lot of news places, I'm talking big places, I'm not going to name names, but big news junkets on, on, uh, online are saying being released on the PC. Um, Final Fantasy VII was on the PC. It was yeah, a what? really shitty port, yeah. but it was there. So Maybe they're really. doing like a rewrite of history, like pretend we don't acknowledge it so we can actually say... <laughs> Maybe we're actually in a different, like a comic book, we're in a different universe where that never happened. Yeah, we're in Earth 2 right now. Jesus. (laughs) Not only is it being re-released, but it will have a few extras as well. First and foremost will be achievements, which are always fun to earn. A few other features include a character booster that will boost your HP and MP in-game currency and cloud cloud saves. Yes, the last one is funny, because, you know, main character's name is Cloud. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Um... Over on the Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> I, I thought it was, when I saw it, I chuckled. Over on the Final Fantasy VII website, the re-release is slated to launch in the U.S. and Europe in English, French, German, Italian, and Spanish. I don't know why it's releasing in U.S. that way. I guess they just don't want to copy more than one. I don't know. Okay. 
Um, all versions are exclusive from the Square Enix store. Also want to really stress, because a lot of people are confused, this is not a remake. Right. It's not a 3D remake. Well, it was in 3D, but it's not like a modern remake of the game that everybody wants. It's it's just a re-release. Let's yeah. let's just get that clear. <laughs> I don't want everyone to freak out and buy it. You fucking said no. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's a re-release. There you go. All right. Well, uh, my last two are actually fairly quick. Um, uh, the first one, if you were considering upgrade to the shitty... I mean, if you were uh, considering upgrading to Microsoft's Windows 8... Ah. <laughs> um, because, you know, as we know, the tablet, surf, the Microsoft Surface is out, and that's going to obviously port... That's going to obviously have Windows 8. With uh, It's finally been announced a pricing scheme, because you know that when... If you buy a new computer between now and when it gets released, you're going to have a poten- um, the ability to upgrade. Now we finally have prices. So for Windows 8 Plus, if you want to upgrade, you can upgrade it via download for 40 bucks. That's not that bad. It's not bad at all. all if you want a boxed version from the retailer, 70 So <laughs> $69.99 for that. I was waiting for you. And if you want a boxed version, 350 Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's actually pretty cheap compared to the... Um, uh, Windows 7 promotion, which was Home Premium and Professional, which was $49.99. Uh, 49 mm-hmm. So that's actually a pretty uh, a pretty good... I mean, I would even consider, if I didn't like my Windows 7 as much as I do, I would have considered doing it for 40 bucks. See, uh, the problem is, is you always want to get the full version of it, though. And that's always expensive as shit. Yeah. Um, but the thing here is that uh, it's good from whenever it is released, which we pretty much expect October, because that's when uh, the Surface is supposed to come out, till the f- January 1st, 2013. Users will be able to upgrade to the higher of the two uh, mainstream Windows SKUs. Uh, you get all the benefits. Now, in regards to the Media Center, anyone that upgrades with the promotion can get the add-on for free, avoiding any forfeiture of features that they currently use. Um and Windows 8 Media Center will be separate from the main operating system, which means you have to buy it on its own. Now, uh, Ars Technica had a good point in here, and here's the quote. Only Windows 7 users will be able to upgrade their entire operating system in place with application settings and data all preserved. When upgrading from Vista, only settings and data will be preserved. Upgrading from XP will only keep their data. So if you haven't been keeping up with everything, yeah. It's going to be a major change because XP is so vastly different from seven. Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine it probably very little with. But I'm gonna, but my I'm gonna suggest real quick before, it. yeah, well, <laughs> before Steve gets into it, which I think he already said his piece. <laughs> um, even if you want to get Windows 8, please wait at least six months before you upgrade. Um, and that's with any new operating system. Yeah. You always want to wait until they work out the kinks. Let everyone else beta test the fucking thing. <laughs> and and you because that little that little preview everybody got that wasn't the beta test. Yeah, it's the first six months that it's released. Everything's gonna screw up. Right. So just let them. I mean, they were pretty good with with Windows Seven when it came out. Right. But it's just safe to just wait. You don't need to upgrade right away. You'll be fine. You know. So just wait. Don't yeah. be an idiot. Yeah, my if you're considering upgrading to uh, whether or not to upgrade, you can wait, but 
Uh, you can wait, but there isn't any information as to how much the regular price will be. Or you can simply wait to upgrade when you're um, the operating system when you purchase a new computer or laptop, because most of them will be released with the most current OS. For me, Windows 7 is relatively still new and works, and I can run it, and I'll run it for a long time to come. And when I upgrade, I will upgrade my entire system. So, sorry, you're not going to get my 40 bucks. And uh, face, yeah, I know. Last, last, last story is. DRM, that annoying thing that everybody has when you're downloading shit and burning music and stuff like that. Makes it real hard to bootleg shit. It does. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jap- Japan is getting rid of it. They're actually getting rid of DRM. And uh, the, because for services like Mora, they're limiting the number, of, um, the number of devices that can be used for playback. So when with people using cloud technology, it's hard to D- – DRM becomes a very big nuisance. Uh, so they're they're doing away with it, but at the same time, they've increased their um, they actually uh, added a new measure to their copyright existing copyright law, which actually makes it a uh, which actually criminalizes downloading movies and music. Um, Japan reports that their digital download market has shrunk 16 percent between 2010 and 2011. Uh, the new law hopes that to show record companies an increase in their bottom line, but Many times, executives from uh, movie studios and music labels don't usually see that the type of music that people download while pirating may be a symptom. It's definitely not the cause. Many times, you'll find that the use of pirating is the go-to word to explain why executives should keep their jobs instead of the biggest admission that they have no good stuff coming out. I was a music lover in my 20s, and as I got older, I became more selective about the music that I would buy. As years gone by, I purchased music less and less and it wasn't because i was pirating anything it was simply because i didn't like much of the music that was out there and i don't think this will help the industry at all but i think it'll make music executives sleep better at night we all wish they can sleep better at yeah night. yeah because you know that's what's important it's not I'm just <laughs> kidding um, i also want to mention real quick is if you go to the lazy geeks uh facebook page um, Steve posted this picture <laughs> of um, it has Emma Watson on one side and uh, Christian Stewart on the other side, and it says the the moods of Emma Watson, the moods of Christian Stewart. So you see, you know, the cute little Emma Watson. She has v- different faces for each mood, and then the moods of Christian Stewart is the same exact picture over and over again. Oh, yeah. that that picture when I saw it on my phone um, earlier, I dropped my phone. And I fell off the couch because it was so funny because <laughs> it was so true. I know. I was going to say it's so true. Yeah. So, you know, just just wanted to. That's my last story. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, we posted something funny. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. I guess it's uh, time for some douchebaggery. Is it? It is. Is it? It is. Is it? <laughs> Hold on. My fucking computer's being stupid. Okay. I actually changed my uh, runner-up because I remembered about this. So this is a surprise for Steve. I didn't even know what's going on. Um, Wisconsin fucking computer, dude. Wisconsin lawmaker, real professional, right? Yeah. Wisconsin lawmaker introduces law. Fucking Avengers. <laughs> it's every time. Um, Wisconsin lawmaker introduces law to classify single parenthood as child abuse. This isn't the Onion, folks. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Wisconsin State Senator Glenn Grothman, Republican, West Bend, uh, has introduced a bill 
demonizing single parents by classifying them as child abuser abusers uh senate bill 507 specifically requires quote the child abuse and neglect prevention board to emphasize non-marital parenthood as a contributing factor to child abuse and neglect wow um a third of wisconsin parents are single parents um fucking a third of the country you know what i mean come on um but this law affects even more than that the way the law refers to quote non-marital parenthood end quote also makes this applicable to non-married couples including same-sex couples as well um so section one point forty eight point ninety eight of the statutes is amend, amended to read blah 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 um, promote statewide educational and public awareness campaigns and materials for the purpose of developing public awareness of the problems of child abuse and neglect in promoting these campaigns and materials the board shall emphasize non-marital parenthood as a contributing factor to child abuse and neglect um, section two reads disseminate disseminate information about the problems of and methods of providing child abuse and neglect to the public and to organizations concerned with those problems in disseminating the, that information the board shall emphasize non-marital parenthood as a contributing factor uh, to childhood neglect so it's put there twice um grothman isn't just some fringe nut job he's the oh where's this story coming from since i'm using their joke yeah. hold on the Chicagoist. Okay. Chicagoist.com, brother. Um, Grothman isn't just some fringe nut job. He's the assistant majority leader and a staunch ally of Gover- Governor Scott Walker. Unlike Walker, Grothman is not up to uh, not up for recall because activists were unable to get enough signatures. State Rep. Donald Prideman, Pridemore co-sponsored the bill as well. Um, he's not up for recall either. So basically, these people aren't even up for recall, and they're like, well, we should throw this bullshit out. Um, Grothman is not a fan of welfare policies. In a flyer detailing his family policies embedded at the bottom of this post, I'm looking at it, and yes, he doesn't like them. Um, <laughs> he says, quote, the left and the social welfare establishment want want children born out of wedlock because they are far more likely to be dependent on the government, end quote. He touched on those issues after introducing SB 507 last week. So his, oh, I'm sorry, the Cap Times reads, I guess as long as the state is going to fund a group called the Child Abuse and Neglect Prevention Board, at least that group could use the money they that they have to publicize something that's politically incorrect but I think has to be said in our society, Grothman said at a public hearing on the bill last week, noting that 41% of children born in the U.S. last year were born to single parents. Grothman said, quote, it's a very politically difficult thing to deal with because over time you're having more and more families that are not old-fashioned families. There are even people who make fun of old-fashioned families. So I'm not going to read the rest of the article um, because I think you get the gist of it. But <laughs> this, this to me is such bullshit. First of all, how how in any in what universe is having a single parent household child abuse? Yeah, like it was a choice. You know well, what I mean? I mean, well, go ahead. What are you gonna say? I was just gonna say that. I mean, we've seen that two um two parent households are just as bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could you could have parents staying staying together just for the kids and they're fighting all the fucking time. Yeah, and that's not you good know. for the child. It's it's a stupid 
stupid law to to just really kind of to use it as a blanket to say, well, single parent child, because there are there are single parents that are divorced. Is yeah. that that's child abuse or even were raped? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's not a black and white issue. No, there's so many different. There's so sure, many there variables. Are sing, there are single parents that had kids because they're just don't give a shit. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's a that's a small section. Yeah. It, it's I mean, it, my mom was a single parent when I was coming up. Yeah. It it's one of those things where you you just it's not that's easy to it's easy to state that, but yeah, we'll see what happens when your daughter becomes a single parent. Yeah. You know. It's ridiculous, and also, you really think about it, and, and let's 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 be logical about it. Most single parent households are the mother and the yeah. children, because it's e- it, it is easier for a man to leave in so, in most circumstances than it is for the mother. The mother's more connected um, to the child, obviously. So now you're going to punish a mother because her husband decided to split. Yeah, you know what I mean. That doesn't make sense to me, and it, it just seems. It doesn't even seem like it belongs in this country or this century or last yeah. century. Yeah. You know, I mean, and when he refers to old fashioned families, that to me is such a stupid statement because his version of an old fashioned family is only his version of an old fashioned family. The Rockefellers. Everybody, exactly. I mean, he. It's an opinionated statement that yeah. he's trying to make as a fact. I mean, you ask an Indian household what an old-fashioned family is, ain't going to match his. Yeah. And if you look at mine, I mean, it's going to look different too. Yeah. So I just, I just think that um, not only is this law not going to pass, obviously, but it's um, the law is insulting, and just this dude's existence is insulting. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I read this and it really hit home with me. Um, it hit not only with with my mom, but also my wife was a single parent until I met her. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just think people like this are fucking retarded. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. Well, on a lighter note, um, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my uh, runner up douchebag. Not quite a. a it, it's a little more vast, and I just say people, because while many people can. Be- yeah, just for existing. Uh, while many people can go around and say that there's nothing common about common sense, you have to think of that there is a point to that. One of the most basic rules of modern history is about the right to privacy. When people complain about a company posting their personal information for money, it seems that some people are willing to do it out of stupidity. The Twitter sphere has been aglow lately with the uh, idea that it's it seems like a good idea to take a picture of your credit card or debit card and post it on the social network. At Need a Debit Card has been pillaging moronic users who post their completely legible credit or debit cards on the web. Their purpose? Quote, to shame the, those foolish enough to post twit pics or Instagrams that contain their credit or debit card information. End quote, according to Mashable. While you think that it would be a no-brainer, uh, rule to follow. I guess it takes someone with absolutely no brains to think it's a good idea to post a credit or debit card picture online. The article points out that some smart users are blurring out the important information, and I disagree. I wonder why people are even doing it at all. I truly do weep for the future. I've been weeping for the future for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, so, the douchebag of the week is actually not as bad as what I previously read. <laughs> um, so, 
you can flip them around if you want in your head if that makes you feel better. Uh, but I'm not flipping them around on the show notes. So, you know, just do what you want. So <laughs> see, Steve already read it um, in our main topic section, but the Apple thing. Um, and it's not really the mistake. I mean, that could have happened to anybody. But it's the not communicating with customers yet again yeah. when it happens. Um, you know, they send a thing to developers first. And, I mean, it, it just shows that Apple really doesn't give a shit <laughs> when things break. Or they, just, they don't open communication to their, um, to their consumers. Yeah, because, I mean, you have an issue here where it's causing your apps to crash on you. And you can't use them. Then you're wondering what the hell is going on. So then you're going to the app developers. So for me, it was like Apple's way of doing a sleight of hand. Like, well, they're focusing on the developers, and the de- developers are screaming at us. Nobody's screaming at us yet. Yeah. So we'll just kind of do it until we figure it out. Apple was doing the whole, look over here, look over here. Don't yeah. look over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I know. It's just – and then, yeah, then finally, like, oh, yeah, we solved it, so it, it should all be good now. And it's like, Jesus. Whatever. Yeah. Well, my epic person of the week is actually not so much of a person but just more of a thing. And um, to me, Facebook campaigns are epic, and I will tell you why. Some of you are probably wondering why we posted in this story, the particular story that I'm about to read, a picture of Pitbull. And while many of you probably are wondering who the hell this douchebag is, with that being said, I'm sh- I believe that anyone who is familiar with the quote-unquote artist shown above doesn't read the site. So at least that's my hope in any case. Nevertheless, Facebook campaigns are probably one of the greatest things around. Sometimes they, you know, move towards helping humanity in the in an event of a charity or bringing an event screening of an epic superhero fair to some obscure small town. Why others use it as a chance to send a quote-unquote artist to um, they don't like to the most uncharted reaches of the Alaskan tundra. The event was designed to promote Pitbull's energy sheets, which is similar to those powerful Listerine strips with a huge amount of caffeine. Yeah, I know. I don't know who would buy them either, but Walmart started running a promo to, that would send Pitbull to a Walmart location w- uh, with the most Facebook likes by July 15th. Do you see uh, where I'm going uh, with this? (laughs) In traditional internet fashion, David Thorpe and John Henron of Something Awful started a campaign to hashtag exile Pitbull to the most remote Walmart in America, which turns out to be Kodiak Island near the Alaskan coast. Yes. It seems to be working. It has 60,000 likes, which is 10 times the population of the whole island. Mashable reports that the rapper is taking it in good humor by inviting Thorpe to head out with him to um, Kodiak. While some people may see this as a dig to Pitbull, I see this as a positive experience for Kodiak. To being so remote, I am sure that they don't have much excitement there to begin with. So why not start by sending Pitbull out there? Maybe after that we can send Snooky. Yeah. Does anyone <laughs> in Kodiak like Pitbull? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, Pitbull's, you know, talented guy or whatever, but, I mean, it's... Let's not it's, stretch it. Well, you know. My wife likes Pitbull, I guess, but <laughs> Co- Co- Kodiak, man, you know? <laughs> Did you ever knew it existed before we said something? I mean, let's, let's be honest. 
And that is your lesson from the Lazy Geeks. That's right. <laughs> it's like Kodiak Island. That is awesome. If they send him to Kodiak, I'm going to be so fucking thrilled. I will be. Oh, my God. I would just love it, dude. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they just fucking sent him somewhere else and yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> and sent him to, like, L.A. or some bullshit that he was already there. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. It was like, oh, my God, the Alaskan tundra. That is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's uh what is he i think he's like puerto rican yeah something like that like that's his major fan base is yeah. is latinos and shit <laughs> so that's i don't think there's any up there <laughs> and so that's, that's gonna be funny <laughs> alaska alaska's all white people they just blend in yeah you know <laughs> they close their eyes and you can't tell where the fuck they are yeah i mean alaskans are really canadians i mean let's be honest yeah yeah, you know, some Russian sprinkled in, but you gotta watch them. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta, gotta be careful about them. <laughs> they took a swim one day, <laughs> went the wrong way. So, you know, all right, live well, and learn, really. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> if I knew, uh, if I knew that, I was like, oh shit, I gotta find that uh, Kodiak Walmart. <laughs> Why is it even on Facebook? Why is Walmart on Facebook? Why is anybody on Facebook? That's right. You know, I'm on Facebook for the pleasure of everybody else. Yeah, there you go. You know. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, some site comments this week. Uh, last week I brought you a story about uh, the Avengers taking on the Marvel Universe, and their author Jonathan Mayberry uh, will be bringing that to you. So, first side comment comes from Jonathan Mayberry, and he simply says, I hope you enjoy it, which I thought was pretty pimp. <laughs> <laughs> that was sick. I was like, what the fuck? That's how we do it on a lazy geek. So, I was actually pretty pleased that I didn't badmouth the dude. And right. Then, and I'm like, you know what? He, I, I haven't read any of his stuff. And I was honest. I haven't read any of his stuff, so I'll take it when I see it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So the second comment is for me um, from Benja1337 or Benja Elite. I almost I almost missed this one. Uh, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, for my origin plans to be better than Steam, not just exist, exist alongside it article. Uh, he says, it is interesting to see what they are making people do who want digital copies of their EA games. I just wrote a blog on this issue. Hope you post my reply, even though it has a link in it. Thanks for the info. I really hope that EA sticks with Origin and Steam streamlines the process of getting your old games registered with them. I'll post shit. I'll post a reply if it's relevant. I don't care if yeah. there's a link in it. Yeah, if you're. I mean, I'll follow the link first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see where that goes. If you're sitting there going, yeah, you know, hot Russian chicks probably won't see it. It happens too. Yeah, it, a we, lot. We, we get some like like sexy Russians. Yeah, we ch- I check the spam filter every so often, and you know it's funny too because like if you if you ever go to our if you ever go to our site and we go through WordPress and if you go through you're like wow they don't get a whole lot of comments if you check the spam folder. Oh, we get hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of them. And Steve catalogs is catalogs the. Hot Russian girls for later access. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I got to, you know, somebody, <laughs> some, I gotta, you know, I gotta see if there's a pattern developing, you know. And somebody's gotta help those girls get to America, man. Exactly. They gotta live the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I we just found the title of the podcast. Gotta live the dream. Gotta live the dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, the that's last... what I say to whenever someone tells me. How, how you doing? I go live in the dream. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I'm doing. <laughs> oh man, there it goes. 
Podcast 83. Gotta live the dream. That's right. <laughs> it's amazing where we get the titles for this. Uh, my last, the last comment this week is by Karen B. Jones. Wow, full name too. Uh, on my posting a pic of your debit card, cre- debit slash credit card is a good idea. Why? Uh, and she just simply says, why would anyone do that? And that's, I re- our, that's our question. <laughs> yeah, and I reply, and I, re- I actually, this is one of the few times that I actually reply. I try to steer clear of replying in the comments because, you know, it, it starts stuff, and I just don't want to get involved in that stuff. And I'm just like, your guess is as good as mine. You know, I mean, to be honest, it's like, I if I thought about it, I thought I was just going to say, who the fuck knows? <laughs> I don't think I've ever replied to a comment. No, I, I tried, I, I'll read them, and sometimes I'll just like, you know, uh, at, at first you want to, but I fight that instinct. Yeah, you know? there was one that I almost did. That one that um didn't make any sense on my Skyrim article. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like eight eight months later after I wrote the article, and they're, they're like, fake and gay or something like that. Oh, and I, yeah, was yeah, almost, yeah. I almost posted, you're fake and gay. <laughs> I was drinking that night too. Yeah, it's know, like so. that eight-year-old. Yeah, well, you're you're stupid and gay. Yeah, it's just never gonna end. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna manifest into something really really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like when Apollo Creed in uh in Rocky Three went out to greet um Clubber Lang. Oh, he tries to shake his hand. Clubber Lang's like, "Fuck away from me, fool! Uh, uh, I'll stop you out." And he didn't say a damn word. Yeah. He just walked off because that's a, what a boss does. Yeah. You know, fucking entertain bullshit. And they gets killed in Rocky Four. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why that. Po- oh, I was watching Rocky Three today. <laughs> there had to be a reason. Why. Yeah. I got satellite now, man. I've been watching all types of weird shit. <laughs> oh, and it'll get weirder once the sun goes down. You'll be yeah, like, baby. Yourself going, why the fuck am I watching? This? I got all the movie channels. <laughs> HB Ho and Skinamax. HB Ho. <laughs> that's right oh god hbo <laughs> that's right oh my god all right well fortunately we're getting delusional so that brings us to the close of our show <laughs> before we head out we want to remind you all that if you want to read more about the stories we talked about you can check them all out on the website thelazygeeks.com be sure to like us on facebook and add us to your circle in google plus Follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks. One word. You can follow me at Lazy underscore Nomad or Adam over there at Lazy underscore Sapien. You can even email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. The theme song was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So it's about time for us to check out. So please be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes or the website. Mm, excuse me, thelazygeeks.com. Tell us the good. He was so emotional. I know. I got so I, I got so verklempt. Uh, tell us the good the bad and the sexy and be sure to leave a comment because if you do we just may read it on the podcast especially if you're someone famous we'll go ahead and definitely read it on the podcast Uh, remember we're thinking so you don't have to so until next week peace out Uh, 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 uh,